how do I feel when I'm alone? You know, sometimes when I'm alone, you can get the feeling like I'm doing this by myself. The more that you have the confidence to do things alone and persevere, do things alone, the better person you are and the better time you can have with other people. <laughs> paper, yeah. I'm Paperboy Love Prince, and I'm an artist, an activist. I think the best way to find your community and find your tribe is just to be yourself. That's easier said than done, but it's really about exploring your interests. The more you get into that, the more you'll find people who are excited about the things that excite you. I love creating a whole futuristic vibe that's never been seen before. Activism is about being active. A big part of it too is about reaching the people that are often forgotten about. So that's why we try to use fun methods and creative methods to reach people that the academics aren't reaching. We're the ones that, you know, need to connect with them to actually build this community because we're from this community. My Black feels like the future, and that's a future where anything is possible. Hey, and welcome to uh, an episode, Monday's episode. Uh, I'm not sure I'll be doing these like um, three days a week as I at first thought I would. But um, I'm kind of going by feel now as far as uh, when to do this. If I have enough, um, one, if World Progressives actually has enough uh, material on there for me to uh, read out like they do right now. And two, uh, if, uh, if, if there's other things I want to debunk or whatever the case may be, because a lot of times those things that I try to debunk uh, and I try to put this on my my um, substack, uh, it's usually the same thing. It's, you know, money printing or this or that. So, I mean, there's nothing real substantive about what they're saying. They're just, in some cases, the, the same um, the same articles on on a few different websites but it's the same it's the same article or same type of article so not to say i wouldn't do it in the future but for now is unless you come up with something that's worth it i'm not going to try to debunk some bullshit thing so uh anyway and yes i'm i'm i am moving my channel from youtube because they are censoring the shit out of a lot a lot of things that i have been have had done in the past Involving um, questioning uh, certain things, I'll just say. And I actually got an email from Twitter um, Saturday uh, saying that uh, that at the time, anyway, I thought it was serious. Uh, but uh, as you have seen, uh, if you are a follower of mine on Twitter, one, thank you for following me on Twitter, and secondly, uh, you'll probably see that I've been I've been still able to use Twitter. The email basically said that they had locked, quote unquote, my account uh, due to a question that I had uh, I had put up put on uh, President Biden's feed uh, involving um, uh, involving a vaccine, uh, asking uh, whether uh, wondering if the vaccine had caused the upswing in monkeypox. Because it seems like, it definitely does seem like after uh, the vaccine, which originally was, and as far as I'm concerned, still is kind of uh, experimental. It came out of, uh, it came out of Big Pharma's ass, and the government uh, paid for it, basically, in regards to, you know, uh, contracts and such. Anyway, um, and... I noticed that a lot of platforms, uh, at first, Facebook was one of them. Uh, Twitter became another one that censored questioning and wondering and thoughtful debate and stuff of that nature. Uh, that is pure censorship. Um, now, I'm not the most... Um, uh, I don't... I look back at my past, and I look at I look back at what I have advocated for, and there was like maybe one time I advocated for somewhat uh, some form of censorship, and that was 
from Trumpers who uh, at the time, and I didn't get until until recently or not recently, but a little bit after that, that no matter what, censorship is never good. Um, however, if it does, uh, if it does perpetuate 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 uh, perpetuate um, hateful actions, then I'm I'm against the actions, not the not the verbal. Um, not, not, not the verbal threats and stuff of that nature. Uh, that stuff, uh, it's verbal, it's, it's just words. Uh, unless, um, unless you're not, you're already not uh, emotionally uh, capable of handling um, certain criticisms and it makes your actions uh, go to the extreme. I'm not for that. Um, anyway, my 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 point being is, I see hypocrisy, and a lot of times I'll I'll point it out, and then I'll get shot down by both, which I'm fine with that. I don't really care. Uh, but I I I saw hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle uh, on two different issues. At first, when the vaccines were being made, and it was during the Trump administration, uh, every Democrat that I could think of was saying that as long as Trump is dealing dealing it out, they will never do it. Um, you had Kamala Harris do that. You had uh, Biden do that. You had a lot of other people doing that, too. Next thing you know, uh, Biden is in office, and all of a sudden, now they're all about it. But at the same time, those on the right uh, were all about body autonomy at the time as far as vaccines. But once a Democrat got in office and once um, the abortion, uh, the Roe v. Wade came up, now that all of a sudden, now that it's, it's not my, it's, it's your body and my choice sort of thing instead of my body and my choice. So I see hypocrisy on both sides of the aisle. It's about it's about uh, self determination and it's about um, choice. I want people to have a choice, nevertheless, no matter what the case may be. Mandates are not uh, a way of getting things resolved. Um, now, if it was a we have a mandate to have universal health care, well, that helps everybody. That, that's not just one for one class or. or one type of community that's for everybody um, we have to have higher minimum wage that helps everybody a jobs program that helps everybody green new deal that helps everybody if those things became mandates those are helpful to the overall economy overall society but when you have mandates that go that one side goes over the other side and vice versa that's not a man that's not a healthy mandate um that is censorship of of one over the other and again vice versa um anyways that's what i want to say as far as the part goes i see hypocrisy on both sides um as soon as roe v wade was overturned i knew the very moment that it would become a campaign issue and fortunately that's exactly what happened I knew that also um, once once uh, COVID hit, uh, quote unquote hit, um, I knew that they would be they would be creating demand for a new vaccine. Uh, that's what happened. I knew that they would treat it uh, sooner or later as HIV. To a certain degree, they have as far as now with monkeypox. They they they've they've uh, I think they've. Um, they call monkeypox a different form of uh, sexual transmitted disease. Monkeypox, from what I've looked up, lasts about two to three weeks. Uh, there, uh, there wasn't a vaccine for it. It's also not deadly. Uh, yeah, so when I saw that there was no vaccine for it and I saw that the length of time that it typically lasts and the fact that it's not deadly, nor would it cause you to go to the hospital at least, all of a sudden we now have a vaccine for something that will last you three weeks that does not actually cause you to go to the, go to the hospital as far as I know of. But all this, I could be wrong. Who knows? Anyway, point being is that's my thoughts on that. Uh, and yeah.
anyway, so let's see. Going with this, uh, going, going with this, uh, this article on real progressives. Uh, if you're not familiarized with the with real progressives, uh, basically it's an organization that um, pushes for progressive uh, policies using uh, the MMT frame of mind uh framework as far as that part goes anyway so let's go let's get, get on as uh, as it were the biden uh, mansion deal will fit will make inflation worse this is by who is this keith evans now check out his work uh more or less on realprogressive.org uh it begins with the absolute constant uh, obsolete excuse me concept of taxing to pay for quotes spending at the federal level. Uh, if you're not uh, familiarized with the concept of, of obsolete as far as taxes goes, uh, Beersley Rummel, I believe he was the you know, New York Fed or some of that and chairman, and she's, uh, uh, I want to say, 40s also. But he, he basically said that taxes are obsolete in regards to paying for fundage for the government. And it's not needed as far as that part goes. Uh, anyway. It also applies its tax burden in the one place at the business slash corporate level where it will not impact the wealthy donor class as it is proposed, but will increase consumer pricing by the amount of the tax plus a profit margin for shareholders. Let's break down, let's break these statements down so you can follow my logic and many in making them. Our economy uses a wide, a worldwide standard of accounting, the dual entry balance sheet, to track money movement. Since the U.S. federal government is the monopoly or issuer of our nation's currency, it has an infinite amount of that currency available to fund any legislation or appropriate Congress passes and the president signs into law even if no revenue source exists. I think we've seen that actually quite a bit in the last 40 years with all the tax breaks for the wealthy. The U.S. dollar is self-funding and is created when that law is translated into spending in the private sector. This is now accomplished by simply marking up the appropriate accounts digitally at the Fed reserves. No printing is required. Keyboards are stroked and new money is created. <laughs> Don't all entries have to balance in the system? They do. This covers one entry of the dual ent uh, entry system. But what about the other in the government sector? That is where the national debt centers the picture. This Congress is given constitutional authority, or Article Article 1, Section 8, to create the nation's currency from thin air. Some data entry is necessary to track the money created, and that entry is somewhat mistakenly labeled debt. It is a record of all money created by Congress since we have issuing our, since we, have, we began issuing our currency that hasn't yet been used to pay a federal debt obligation or fee, but we'll get to that shortly. The important part to take from this as far as, so far is that any negative entry in the government sector's accounting is a positive or someone's monetary asset in the private sector. The rating of the government's uh, federal government is the only net source of black ink the private sector has. The federal government is unique in that it never has money. It doesn't need it since it creates the government government's unit of account for all transactions by simply spending it into existence to fund appropriation uh, appropriates appropriations. Excuse me. It authorizes. All other entities involved with, the, with those transactions, individuals, states, corporations, etc., must obtain the government's unit of measure before they can spend them. When one recognizes the authority of Congress to create money on demand, it becomes 
obvious that is debt is simply an account of the uh, of the mod money available in the private sector the money supply so if the government doesn't need revenue to spend why impose federal taxes there is no infinite plus one okay uh in accounting or math to make it easier to spend money into existence if the government collects if the government collect, collects its unit of account back. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what do taxes have to do with all, what, okay. So what does, ta what do taxes have to do with it all? The answer is a lot. The primary reason for imposing a tax at the federal level is to create a demand for the currency that the federal government can create at will. This gives value to an otherwise worthless accounting function and drives real resources and labor into the economy uh, where they are available to purchase and denominated in the government's unit of account. It is how modern government provision themselves to fund important operations such as the military and the cost of government functions and infrastructure. Beyond that, taxation provides a way of reducing money in the economy to prevent inflation reducing the share of the money received and accumulated by select groups of apply, uh, if applied progressively and imposing penalties for undesirable actions slash products, such as tobacco or liquor. What taxation at the federal level cannot do is fund spending by Congress. Even when we did, that gold standard of nonsense taxation only created policy space for new spending by reducing the amount of money in circulation about the gold reserve. When your check clears, your bank, uh, wait, I'm sorry, your, uh, no, 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 when your check clears, your bank to pay a federal tax obligation, the, the money simply is immediately reduced by the same amount and that in turn reduces the national debt. So why do we hear so much about deficits and pay fors about federal spending? For some politicians, it is a matter of ignorance. However, for most and the political pundits that they must answer to, it is simply not expedient to go against a flow of public opinion and the general ignorance of voters involving federal finance. The concept of government being, uh, being able to spend any amount of money that it can be used to purchase resources from the private sector is completely foreign to the average American and would anger some of them to the point of demanding it, it is curtailed. <coughs> Another segment of the population would be disappointed to lose a large incentive to punish wealth and, and corporate structure by removing some of their income that they view as ill-gun. People are generally ill-adapted to proceed or process keeping the logic behind money, having been conditioned all their lives to getting it before spending it by necessity. They seldom question where the money originated or even why it is. They only rel uh, relate to their circumstances and projects that onto the governments by default. This makes the propaganda peddling by both political ideology, so, uh, uh, I, okay, I, I'll just say ideology, easier to sell. However, pandering to misconceptions has real consequences for the economy. While constitution, uh, constituents of the Democratic Party are elected to cheer for attacks on corporations they, that they feel are unjustly compensated and taking advantage of labor, they don't understand that those corporations are price setters for most of the uh, products or uh, our economy depends on, uh, de yeah, damn, depends upon. Hopefully, you better at this. <laughs> Democrats could structure a tax that would be much more precise in, in discouraging inequality by applying it to the shareholders after the corporations had distributed their earnings. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
that would obviously hit many of their top donors in their bank accounts. So it was decided to make the gesture at the corporate level where management still has control of pricing and can adjust to the higher cost. Probably also with a profit added, if a profit added in history to a predictor of the future. Consumers not sharing shareholders will end up paying the 15% minimum tax on the prices they pay for everything else, uh, everything they buy. By the mansion are the big winners or wieners, whatever, whichever you call them. Both have made deficit reduction a centerpiece of their political strategy and the tax will accomplish that, but at the expense of consumers paying more at the cash register and more downward pressure on wages. Both have been involved with uh, with federal finance long enough to understand this fully. They are literally sacrificing American America's working, working class for political theater and more welfare for the already wealthy. The media will cheer for this even if conservatives point out point out its problems because they understand how the average American thinks and votes. Republicans have lost the narrative battle by supporting business during a time when shareholder value and stock buybacks have reached new record levels. Americans have just begun to realize that the concept of business as job creators has always been a ruse. While that newfound awareness may be a positive, they should not assume that they won't pay for any attempt to retaliate. This is especially true when the opposition party is just as dedicated to markets and profits, but better, but better uh, understands how to channel voter anger. What is the probab- uh, What is the probable result of a, such a tax? When the fifteenth fifteen percent tax is added to consumer prices, at the same time as the Fed, the Fed's ill-received or conceived excuse me rate hike also contributes to making everything more exp- expensive, we may see completely out of control inflation that can only be mitigated with drastic federal action to initiate pe- price controls. Said pest control, but anyway, uh, they are all pests, that's for sure. More likely, m- massive government spending to allow poor and working middle class Americans to afford to purchase the much more expensive goods and services will be enacted. This, of course, only sh- shovels public money creation into the bank accounts of the already wealthy shareholders and corporate management, similar to the net effects uh, net effect of the stimulus payments during the early days of the pandemic that public money would be better spent now rebuilding the supply chain infrastructure that failed so miserably during the pandemic. That spending could and should also include a federal job guarantee with a livable wage and benefits allowing dignity to prepare us for the onset of natural reactions to to these very unwise decisions. However, that would require the voting public to become more... uh, uh, econ literate and stop thinking of taxation as revenue for the more for one entity that neither needs nor uses revenue okay so let's see accounting uh, co- uh, corporate taxation and federal debt mon- uh, mon- monetary theory i'll be right back All right, so this is this is where things are going to get real. What we have right here is awesome. I love you all. This is insufficient. I'm sorry to be a downer. This is insufficient. Any march that starts at one point, ends at another point, insufficient. Everyone back there knows that they're expecting us to go home after this and do nothing but pat ourselves on the back did a good job, you know, maybe we pissed some people off, maybe we did this, maybe we did that, who knows. But they know they can ride this out. They wrote it out last year, they're going to ride it out this year. 
a march is useful when and exclusively if it is an invitation to extended, long-lasting, personal sacrifice, direct action. That is what is needed. For over 150 years, the working class understood what it took to get the powers that be to actually do their goddamn jobs. And we have forgotten that. We have abandoned direct action. We have abandoned general strikes. We have abandoned militancy in service of just vote. You got to vote. You got to vote hard. Oh, I do. I vote hard every two years with my middle finger. Fuck you. But it's insufficient. Yes, everyone must vote. And there's numerous reasons why you must. But you don't ever have to vote for who they tell you to. Not once. If the person you want to vote for isn't on the ballot, write someone in. You want to get closer to 100% voter participation, nothing will turn the oligarchs' bowels to water faster than realizing that we are all active, that no one stays home. But no one's going to come out if most people have already seen that no matter who occupies those offices, nothing changes. They're not lazy. They're not apathetic. They're the only ones who have seen the truth. When you're going to have to wait for hours and hours and hours in line. And if you're, I'm sure you've heard in Georgia, it's illegal. What we're doing right here, giving people food and water, can't do in Georgia. They're waiting for hours and hours, tired and hungry. People aren't going to do that when they know that the whole system is rigged. No matter who gets in there, we die. So what's the missing ingredient? There are two, and Steve Grumbine started off with this. You must understand how the federal government actually works. It is not a household. It is not a state. It is not a municipality. It has given unto itself the exclusive right to have the legal authority to marshal whatever resources it wants to do whatever it wants. And you see this everywhere. Whenever someone that they like wants something, it's done in a heartbeat. When Wall Street needs to be bailed out, it happens like that. They don't even debate it. Don't fucking tell me that Congress is too slow to act that they can't get shit done fast. When their corporate masters want it, it gets done. It gets done in seconds. So if they want to do it, they can do it. I want everyone to understand this. What matters to the federal government, not your state government, not your municipal government, to the federal government, the only thing that matters is can it be done in reality? And I'm not talking political reality, I'm talking in reality. Do they have the real resources available to give us Medicare for all? Do we have enough doctors? Do we have enough nurses, hospitals, clinics? Do we have enough pharmaceutical companies making the needed medications? Do we have enough medical manufacturers making the x-ray machines and the MRIs? If we have these things, the federal government can pay for it in seconds. It takes a vote and a signature, and that's it. If we don't have it, and they still sign, we're going to have wait times. Because if you have the right to see a dentist, but there aren't enough dentists, when you make your appointment, say, yes, we can absolutely see you. You have a right to be seen. We'll see you in five years. We're already booked that far out. So when they make their legislation, one of the first things they have to do is assess the real resource capacity of our existing resources to be able to provide what we need. And if we don't have enough doctors, if we don't have enough nurses, if we don't have enough dentists, then those are resources that can be created. We can train them, we can import them. With the financial resources that the federal government has, if they want to go to the rest of the world and say, 
come be a doctor here. We will fund 100% of your practice, 100% of your research. We will get that shit done. If we don't have enough hospitals, 300 hospitals have closed over the last several years. They're just sitting there abandoned. We can retrofit them. We can get them back up and running. We can put clinics on every corner. The limits are the limits of your imagination. And I want to emphasize that. It's your imagination. They won't do it. You have to push them. 70% of the people say they want a national single-payer health care plan. Most of those people get easily scared off. Not just by Fox News, also by MSNBC, CNN, The Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, The New York Times. All these people that are owned by who? Corporations. They get scared off by how expensive it's going to be. When they ask, how are you going to pay for it? We should all be perfectly aware now. That's not the question they're asking. They're not asking, how are you going to pay for it? They're asking, who are you going to force pay for it? Are you gonna tax the rich? Are you gonna tax the poor? Are you gonna tax the middle class? Who is paying for it? Bullshit! That's not how the federal government spends. That is not how they operate. They don't tax the rich to get that money and put it into a pool and then divvy it out. Tax the rich. Yes, tax them into the fucking stone age. They're way too rich. They use their riches to <laughs> gather all the resources that we need to live. And they hoard it for themselves. Corporations are buying up aquifers. The natural water supply, the building blocks of life. And corporations have acquired the legal authority to own all that shit. It's ours. It belongs to the people, but the people will not take possession. Why? Because they've been convinced that they can't. They've been convinced that it's too expensive. They've been convinced that their betters know better. I'm here to tell you that is fucking bullshit. They do not know better than you. But they do know some things most people don't because they spent the better part of five decades telling you that taxes will pay for spending. That if you want X amount of dollars for social programs, then you have to cut programs here or raise revenue there. No, you don't. That has never been the case. We could take a vast swath of the American population who otherwise want these things to happen. But two things happen because they're afraid of the cost. They either say they want it, but they're not going to fight for it. You're not gonna be an obstacle, but they're not gonna be an ally. And we need them to be allies. Or they're gonna actively fight against you. I'm already taxed too much, I can't afford anymore. That's not how it works. And they need to know because we need them to come out and fight because we got 50 people here. Out of 360 million people, 50 people came out today. And I love you all for coming out, but this is not enough. We need more. The American Northwest, the North, uh, uh, Southwest is going to be out of water in just a number of years. The Southern part of Africa it's pretty much already done. You're not going to hear that on the mainstream media. They don't want to start a panic. No, they just don't want to tell you what the fuck is going on. They don't want to tell you what the result of colonialism is, what the result of extraction from those shithole countries. They're not shithole countries. They're beautiful, incredibly powerful, rich countries. There's a reason we go there and steal everything that they have. The countries are rich. The people are poor. That's because of us. And if we're not actively fighting against that, we're passively saying, okay. Yes, silence is violence. What I'm asking of each and every one of you is a massive undertaking. 
we are overburdened. Climate change is coming for us. We have no possibility of getting healthcare today. We are overly policed, overly stimulated, overworked, underpaid, stressed out beyond all capacity for reason. And despite this, I am telling you, it is not over. We still have a chance to turn all of this around, but it won't happen with a march. It won't happen with a sternly worded letter campaign. Who is government, sir? Tell me right now. Who is government? The problem, sir, is that the people that are in government stole the government. That's true. Then what the fuck are you talking about? You're talking about that shit? Healthcare for everyone. You think that's shit? What the fuck are you doing here? And I'm hearing a mouth from you saying that we deserve to die. No, you don't deserve to die. Then what the fuck are you talking about? You deserve to tell me I have to pay for it. You're not no, paying for it. Have. You need to pay attention. I think it's going to be done with public money. The federal government is not financially constrained. Your taxes do not fund federal spending. That is the point. It never has. It never will. I have seen a whole group of people get together by the government and make things not work on purpose. That's what I have seen. But you don't understand what the problem is or the solution. You think the government is something outside of yourself. If you're not going to take the government, then the government will be outside yourself. That's the way it works. The problem is corruption. The problem is who occupies that office. And if you're not going to be part of the solution to get them out and be the government, then you don't know what you're talking about, sir. And when we do that, we will have all the resources we need to get that. You're not paying for it. He's not paying for it. She's not paying for it. We, the people, are paying for it. Money is a legal contract. No. Step number one, build a movement that will make them do whatever we tell them to do, regardless of who is in there. You want to make it electoral? No matter who you send in there, they will be bought and sold by the time they've been sworn in. We don't have time for that. So we need to build a movement that will say, I don't give a shit who's in there. We're going to make you do it no matter who you are. Republican, Democrat, Green, Independent, Libertarian, don't give a shit. General strike, mutual aid. You have to make them hurt. Yes, we do. And when are you going to be one of those people? Instead of just running your mouth, when are you going to be one of those people? Thank you very much. What we need is a general strike. Bring them to their knees. Nothing less will do. We don't have time for anything less. Even if you think we do for health care, we do not when it comes to climate change. Big and bold is all we have left if we want to live. Thank you very much. Like household debt. This isn't like running an overdraft. Just how important is it that, that we pay this off? That's a really important point. We've been talking like it is like household debt for a very long time. But when you're a homeowner, what you worry about with debt is what's going to happen if you can't pay it. The bailiffs might come, come round. You might have a repossession, but it's not like that for the government, not least because of who they're borrowing it from. And if you look at that, who do we actually owe this money to? Well, of the money borrowed since the pandemic, actually 92% of it is owed to the Bank of England. Now, that's really ultimately another branch of government. So 
if you're borrowing from yourself, as you are with government finances, you have a much more patient creditor who's not going to be banging on your door too soon. Well, I guess we, I guess we got some breaking news. Um, Lavenu and John, who gained worldwide acclaim for a star, uh, starring role in Greece, has died at seventy-three, according to her family. Rest in peace. Okay, well, I'm trying to do something here else. Uh, shoot, I kind of lost my that. Oops. Okay, that's not right here. Let's see if there's anything here I was going to talk about. Shoot. I have been kind of looking at um like Keynesian and stuff of that nature. Kind of, I've been I I I wanted like MMTers to or anybody who was who was um studying economics to compare uh monetary theory. Uh, to Keynesian uh, economics, which is the system we currently use. Uh, I did a little bit, not much. Uh, I looked up, um, I did, oh, by the way, this is one of my channels now, in case you don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, so I looked it up, and it seems like they discount uh, the, uh, the supply chain that consumers purchase. They uh uh it looks at more or less the financial system. It it doesn't take into account the the uh, consumption of you know of uh, goods and services. Uh, so I think on its face so far, and this is why I'm really glad I'm 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 involved in modern monetary theory because it doesn't just look at one. Uh, type of uh, you know, it's one area of macroeconomics. It looks at all parts of the uh, all, all the parts that make up the macroeconomics as a whole, uh, the economy as a whole, the root of what of what makes the economy the economy. No matter the state, country, or whatever, it's the principles behind it. The it's the it's the uh, separating the uh, currency issues with issuers with the currency uh, users, like those in Europe who are using the uh, euro as their currency, or the countries that have tons of out there, you know, tons of debt as and as nominated in foreign currency, and not their own. Um, those those countries like Sri Lanka, who, like Sri Lanka, who uh, basically wanted to get, you know, nobly wanted to get off of the artificial. Uh, uh, um, oh shoot! Not, not, I was just in manure, but <laughs> uh, the the artificial version of the stuff that that they make sure uh, uh, fertilizer. There we go. Uh, but they didn't have a backup plan. Then they, they they didn't institute a one a um, a long term transition from non organic fertilizer to organic fertilizer. And they did this during it seems like a uh, a pandemic when every country that had the natural uh, or the organic for fertilizer uh, were shut down. So. They, I mean, while they, well, while they were, what they were trying to do is a good thing. Uh, they wound up messing it up because they didn't. It's like with farming at first, when uh, I mean, Stephen Kelton has said numerous times the reason why uh, Africa uh, has been failing is not because it prints money, is because it doesn't have the natural resources to back up those trades, back up the you know the selling the and the buying of whatever whatever natural resources that they're bringing in or sending out. 
Um, and some, and and also another case is the money they take from the IMF and the getting out loans. Ukraine's been doing the same thing. Um, Sri Lanka been doing well, has been doing the same thing as well. Uh, other parts of Africa, Africa as a country, as a as a uh, country, continent, whatever have you, have been doing that. Uh, some of the finer points of MMT is. Depending on the, if you have the natural resources, if you are the money controller, if you don't have outside of your own currency debt, and if you if the central bank controls the uh, interest rates, then you're a sovereign currency. Uh, and as long as you, you can spend as much as you want, as long as you have natural resources to spend them on, uh, stuff of that nature before inflation hits. Like in this case, has been literally supply chain. Uh, it's been since we have sent majority of our manufacturing or jobs that involve manufacturing overseas and outside the country, we are more of a purchaser than a seller in regards to trade. So that's the reason why we have a trade deficit. If we didn't, if we didn't, um, if we didn't fork over those manufacturing jobs, those you know, uh, to the cheaper countries in regards to you know the wages, the the uh, taxes, whatnot, then our uh, uh, supply chain wouldn't have been as messed up, and I don't think inflation in that regard would have been as high as far as that part goes. Added demand uh, may have you know at that time uh, created inflation. Because that would, to the corporations, justified a infl uh, taking out, you know, taking out their prices uh, an uptick, you know, a certain percentage. But since we have corporations like Kroger's who outwardly admitted that, that they were going to uh, raise their prices two to three percent before inflation took hold, that told me they knew that they were the price setters of those goods and services. So they set the price at a higher uh, amount. Uh, creating inflation, making the money in our pockets worth less, not worthless, but worth less. So it's not the so it's not uh, printing or it, it's not the inflection of money. It's the uh, mo monopoly mon monopolizing the food uh, and other uh, in, in other um, supply supplies in the supply chain, knowing that. Uh, Americans will have no choice but to pay the prices that they set. So therefore, different uh, food stamps will, will you know, uh, went up. That's why there's an, there was an emergency. That's why you, that's why people who got food stamps got food stamps twice a month. Uh, at first, the later would have been like say the 15th, but now it's like the 26th and 28th. You know, that way is closer to the next payday. Uh, that person maybe on Social Security or whatever else. Um. So those are good subsidies. Bad subsidies are the are the tax breaks that were were supposed to go to what they would be called they would be known as uh, job creators. But when you actually lay off more people than you hire, you're not a job creator. You are a job maintainer, as far as that part goes, because you maintain jobs, but you don't hire uh, more uh, for longer. You hire more until uh, your current workers can handle the demand that you lay off the extra ones so that you can save some money. Anyway, that's what my point of view as far as the part goes. Anyway, I will be right back. Here's the story of a lot of money that was given to the Speaker of the House. He was scheming about a bailout, yet he was quite the louse. Here's the story of Sam Randazzo, who was racking up the cash pile of his own. He took four mil to do their bidding, but he was not alone. And then one day when the orders came from Chuck Jones, it was time for them to all act on a hunch. It's Ohio's most appalling scandal That's the way they all became the bribery bunch The bribery bunch The bribery bunch That's the way they became the bribery bunch 
Senate, I believe. Uh, I think Senate or yeah, small that in New York. So check them out. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, be right back. Hey, and welcome back. Uh, first, I hope that you enjoyed the show. Secondly, I hope you enjoyed um, the music video by Peter Boy when he was actually uh, running for mayor of New York. Um, this case, he's in one. He's going against someone for I want to say for, you know, for Senate. Um, so check him out if you're in New York and if you are anywhere in Brooklyn, I guess. Um, uh, check him out. Check out Love Gallery. Uh, and if you see my channel here, please subscribe. I'm keep my uh, I'm keeping my you uh, download MMT off of YouTube. Uh, because they censored the crap out of anybody who's questioning things that are uh, government narrative. Uh, and I'm yeah, I don't know, but I'm going to be guessing now that if a Republican is just back in the office, and if I'm if I'm doing the same thing to them, I'll probably be censored here, and may not be so much uh, YouTube. I don't know, but that's the I see patterns sometimes, and I think that's what the pattern is going to be. But who knows? Um, what we do need for this country is a universal basic, uh, not basic income. No, no, no. Well, if the universal basic income was to keep people out of poverty, which means they keep uh, their below poverty wages and they keep the food stamps, I'm all for it. But if it's the Andrew Yang version of it, no thanks, because his version basically, is the, which is the mainstream version, is you take this kind, but we take everything else away from you. And that's not right. Um, especially in this economy, especially when the other thing, the other thing that the bosses in other country wants to do is rely on them for whatever, you know, as far as you know, uh, food and uh, and uh, rent and all that stuff. Anyway, my point being is, we need a actual Green New Deal, not the BS they just passed, uh, which. Does not uh un uh it, it it does not take away leasing power of big oil from being able to uh, explore um oil and energy and all that stuff off of federal land uh it does not it does not uh take them off there it should have but it doesn't 
Uh, also, from what I just read and from what I shared on Twitter, um, uh, in order to be able to get cinemas uh, vote on this, uh, they had to sit there and say 15% only on non uh was it hedge fund billionaires or some to that effect i you can look it up and i'll share i'll, I'll put the article in the, in the description below or let me see if i can find that again let's see i apologize for this but <laughs> i don't want to i'm trying not to get things wrong as far as that part goes let's see that's not it uh, that, that, where is that? Yeah. They may have already taken it off, but who knows? Uh, no. Anyway, yeah, uh, Christmas Cinema. Let me just kind of maybe put that, put. Uh, um, ah. Let's see. Maybe I'll come up. Uh. Let's see. Okay, maybe this. Uh, ah, this is it right here. I guess the last story right here. Uh, bite me. There we go. Hopefully, I can actually freaking read it. Maybe not. <laughs> Let me see. Wow, you talking about freaking advertisements. No, no, no. Shoot. Okay, so they they changed that. Okay, you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> the point I was trying to make was she and she was helping private equity firms uh, from getting their tax hikes. This is the kind of stuff I don't like at all. What the hell? Uh huh. Okay, now. Not responding. This computer sucks. Okay, we get it. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I was trying to make a point here, and my computer's like, you are not making a point yet, boy. Okay, so maybe I'll slow down. I apologize for this. Yeah, man. There we go. She's, yeah, let's see. Cinema helps private equity firms win relief from proposed tax hikes. So I also put down on Twitter, it's like I'm just gonna, there's going to be a massive amount of mergers because of it. We'll find out about that. Anyway, so Chris Cinema is a piece of shit. Uh, Bernie Sanders, I have to give him some credit because he actually did fight against this. Uh, despite the fact that he knew he was just screwed in 2016 and 2020, he still ran. That part can't let go, but he does still have some good qualities, obviously, as far as that part goes. Uh... Also, one thing, another thing I, I kind of have against him is the fact that he had, I believe, two MMT years working for working with him uh, on his presidential uh, campaigns. One of which was uh, Stephanie Chelton of the of uh, the Def Smith uh, fame, as well as other fame, uh, of course. But apparently, he's a fiscal conservative, according to Warren Mosler, because. Instead of him on the campaign trail when he was bombarded with idiots asking, how you got to pay for it? How, can you, how you got to pay for it? The only thing he had to do was we can take the CBO and see how much inflation or how much it would add to inflation, add to debt, whatever the fuck, and go from there. You know, stuff. And do we have the natural resources to be able to do this? That's all you had to say. He didn't say that. He said we're gonna we're going to hike we're gonna hike up taxes a little bit. But the only thing taxes do is just take money out of the economy. Uh, of course, it doesn't take the, it doesn't take taxes out of the economy from those who can afford it. It takes it out of middle, middle income and lower wage earners. Uh, then this little thing uh, voted against the fifteen dollar minimum wage when Biden first got in office, which pretty sure he knew that that was going to happen. He kept quote-unquote, fighting for it, but he knew it was going to happen. Um, and I also back then said that if it's if, if the wage increases are up to those corporations, then they'll do it for a little bit, then they'll take it away and take out all benefits from it. And that's precisely what the fuck they did, because instead of voting, not, uh, instead of voting for Democrats or Republicans, 
anybody who wants actual change, get your heads out of your tails and make sure your city, states, whatever the fuck, has uh, third party access or has open primaries, allowing those third parties to be able to run and get their message out. Uh, then also rank choice paper ballots. Uh, yes, if you have those two things, it's not a guarantee that they won't get screwed, but it's a but it is a it is a opening for them to be able to get themselves and their parties left, right, middle, whatever the fuck, uh, more attention and be able to actually have a democracy in this fucking country. Um. Also, uh, again, uh, I advocate for. Job guarantee, Green New Deal. Those two do go hand in hand because you need a Green New Deal in order to be able to justify a job program. Job program helps set the wages in the wages in the overall economy because the government then uh, then hires outside contractors who then have to uh, go by what the government will pay in regards to wages. Um, and I mean, Medicare for all would actually help uh, uh, ease the burden of premiums and stuff of that nature and also would be a kind of a raise anyway because corporations would not would not be the bearer of paying for um, paying for a limited uh, and health insurance that you know pay for most but not all procedures that's where Medicare for all come in because it's single payer health care everybody pays into it and you get everything you need as far as preventive medicine or uh, procedures, stuff of that nature. Anyway, um, go to uh, M4M for all. I believe it's still up dot org and and look it up as far as the part goes. Also compare that with other uh, economies that have the same single payer healthcare, and you will see that they actually have a cheaper. Way of doing things and a more uh, accurate way of doing things as well. Uh, I, the NIH kind of a red herring because they because the government there, Boris Johnson before he was kicked out, uh, quote unquote, uh, was starting to privatize that, and that's not good for anybody living in Great Britain. Anyway, uh, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, as always, if you want to know more about MMG. Uh, here's at least a couple of websites you can go to. You can go to realprogressives.org, which is one I represent as well as work with. Uh, two, you can always go to uh, Warren, oh, I'm sorry, uh, MoslerEconomics.com. And there he has um, uh, reading mandate, uh, mandated reading sort of things. Uh, all of his books, you can also uh, get uh, Stevie Chilton's um the Deficit Myth. Uh, you can look up Bill Mitchell from Australia. He has a blog on bilbo.economicoutlook.com, I think. Um, there's been, there's quite a few. And uh, yeah, there's one thing I I, I have against uh, John Maynard Keynes and his economics looks at more the financial sector, not the um, and not the uh, um, supply chain sector, you know, the for goods and for, for goods and services. He only looks at the banking system and monetary policy in that regard. That's where he went wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and there is, there to me, there is no there is no limit or should be no limit on government intervention because governments are supposed to be there to aid and help supply a good life for its citizens, especially a sovereign currency or sovereign currency nation like ours, like uh, Japan, like China, uh, like uh, Canada, like the UK, uh, places like that. Uh, those who control their own currency, who, do, who, who have the natural resources to be able to do it, uh, who also uh, do not have outside their own currency debts, uh, stuff of that nature. That's what makes a country a sovereign currency, where they don't use other countries' uh, currency, whether it be for debt uh, or debt, you know, they have to pay back or uh, or use another uh, form of currency like the euro, like the euro, um, like the European Union, that sort of thing. Anyway. Thanks for watching. Um, again, check me out on uh, Rumble. 
uh, subscribe uh, and pass it on. Uh, and stay tuned to realprogressive.org. Uh, go on there for macroeconomics. Uh, macroeconomics, Jesus, excuse me. Uh, macro and cheese. Uh, also, uh, Luke, uh, Parcher, Parker show on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, look uh, for uh, the Rogue Scholar on YouTube. That would be Steve Grumbine. Uh, he's also on uh, Status Coup, not only as a co-host of Source, but also does interviews on there as well. So look for them on that. Um, anyway, so yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Uh, I guess peace out for now.